What is going on, FA Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells and Ryan Howam. This is the Family Times Podcast pre-Super Bowl edition here as we're going to talk about the big game coming up. It's going to be a very exciting time. And boys, how you doing, Sells? What are you doing for the Super Bowl, man? Anything exciting? Besides, besides writing NASCAR coverage, of course. There's actually no NASCAR this week, so it's pretty nice. You'll still find a way to write coverage and then tell me that you wrote coverage on Super Bowl Sunday. Lock that bet in. I'm updating the NASCAR stats tables so that they're ready to go for the Daytona week. Um, but no, I'm actually going to a neighbor's house um, for the big game, so that'll be fun. First time we're going to a neighbor's in the uh, new house, so that's pretty nice. And uh, it's going to be nice enough here that I can actually grill some wings. I'm going to rotisserie grill some wings for the big game because it's going to be like 55 degrees here in February, which is crazy. So I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped for, uh, you know, getting to watch the big game and hang out with some cool people. What, what, what kind of sauce are you going to toss them in? Well, I'm going to dry rub the wings and then just let people dip them in sauce if they want to. Well, that That's sounds it. amazing. What do you think about that, Ryan? You, you're a wings guy, right? Oh, definitely a wings guy. I'm more of a sauce guy than a dry yeah. rub guy. But uh, I mean, if, the, if you're saying wings to me, you just can't go wrong. Uh, but but I uh, I actually make them quite often. Uh, it's like uh, Wednesday or Thursday dinner kind of thing. So I use the air fryer. I kind of made up my own little buffalo sauce. So uh, I will also be doing wings. I have a half dozen people or so here. You know, not still not getting a huge crowd together but you know a, a nice little group and and uh partied up and you know some adult bevies and, and a good time i always make up like a little prop contest for people to come over like i do every quarter i do a sheet uh of prop contests and and not stuff that you have to know with the game like what's the first commercial is there going to be a field goal like stuff you know to keep people who aren't really interested in the game that are there for the food and the social and the good time and the commercials uh keeps them kind of watching too Absolutely. And you don't have to be a Bengals or a Rams fan to get involved and start winning because this is exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about props that we like going into this game. It's a fun way to go about previewing what to see because you're right, Ryan. It is more than just the football game. This is a wider ranged audience right here. People who are very anti-sports, they're going to rough it for a night and eat some good food and watch some sports, like you're saying, the commercials and the amazing halftime show that I am just so pumped about. Snoop Dogg is my favorite rapper. The Chronic 2001, which was a Dre album featuring Snoop a heavy amount and Eminem on that album. That is my favorite rap album of all time. All of them are going to be playing Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. It's going to be freaking awesome. So what we're going to do for all of you who are entering your own contests, whether it's to determine predictions for the halftime show or anything of the sort or the actual game, we each came up on our own with five different props. At least we think so. We could cross paths and, hey, if two of us like the same prop, that's probably a good indicator that you should bet it. Just saying. We're looking on Westgate for our source. Also looking at other places for fun props as well. And you can research that on your own. So we have not gone over our list of five for each of us here. So I figured, guys, what we'll do is we'll go around. We'll keep going in an order. And if any of us lock up on the same prop, 
We'll celebrate it, and then we'll bet it, and then we'll win it. Sound good to you, Ryan? You got it, man. All right, Sales, you understand the assignment here? Yes. <laughs> okay, we did not give any kind of limits when it came to odds or juice. So just saying that you want to bet something that's minus 360, hey, you, you know, the return's not going to be great, but, hey, you'll win it if it's that good and if it's that much of a sure thing according to the odds. So let's let Matt Sells start things off here. Sells, what is your first prop that you're thinking of betting that you've seen out there? So my first prop I'm thinking of betting is Sony Michelle over 16 and a half rushing yards. It's at minus 110. The over is also at minus 110, so there's no sway either way. Um, he's topped that total 15 out of 21 games this year. And for those of you going, but, well, Cam Akers came back. Okay, in three of the four games that since Akers has returned, Michelle's still seen 10 or more carries. So that's a pretty good shot that he's going to get enough yards to top 16 and a half. Uh, yards. So, one question, please. Point of order: We are seeing reports that Henderson could also be active for this game. If he is, does that scare you off of this prop? No, I don't think so. Um, Sonny Michelle's been a pretty good workhorse for them. I think Daryl Henderson will be a change of pace guy more so to to spell Cam Akers probably. Who, let's face it, he's returned from a torn Achilles and looked decent, but he hasn't had you know, massive days and might not want to put a whole lot of tread on him just yet. Ryan, I, you can say this without giving a spoiler, but are any of your props on your list having to do with the Rams run game? Because not on my list. They are not either, but I agree with him. I mean, 16 and a half is a really low total. Uh, he can get that in three carries. Uh, you know, the, the Bengals are a decent run defense, but they're not elite by any stretch. So, uh, you know, he could bust through the line and, and get it in one, but, you know, chances, he might only need five carries to get that, which seems like a pretty reasonable number. So I, 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 I'm along with Matt on that one. All right, Sells. Now I was hoping you wouldn't snipe mine because I was looking at this and I just have a big old smile on my face as you guys are seeing right now. And that is I'm going to go to the almighty kickers to start things off. What about this one, guys? I don't know how this one isn't a lock. Evan McPherson over a one and a half field goals. Are you serious? And, and the odds that I'm seeing on Westgate minus 110 for that. The last number of weeks, four, 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 two, two, three, three. That's good enough for me. Well, you know, all you have to do is he has to line up for two because you know this bastard ain't missing. I mean, he is just <laughs> locked in, ice in his veins. And he, it doesn't matter where it's from. It could be 55, and, and you know he's going out there with absolute confidence. And that the might have a pretty be, good by defense, the way, so. Ryan, that might be of all the bets, and I'm not going to be betting like a freaking crazed lunatic, but out of all maybe the five bets that I place, I'm probably putting the most money on this bet. Yeah, he's, he's money. The kid is unbelievable. Yes, sir. So that is mine right there, starting with Mr. McPherson. What about you, Mr. Hallam? What is your first prop? I'm going, and this number is high, but I don't care because I just don't think he can be stopped. I'm going Cooper Cup over 107 and a half yards. That one minus 114 and 142 against the 49ers, 183 against the Buccaneers. I, I mean, 118 against the 49ers in week 18. Arizona held him down, but the guy is just amazing. And, you know, over 100 yards seems crazy, but. To me, it, it almost seems easy. It's just he's done it so many times. He's gone over 100 yards. 
I don't know. I got it in front of me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen times. I mean, uh, you just can't you can't say enough about the season he's had, and I can't see him not capping it off with a big game. So let me ask you something, man. Because I mean, look, you want to think that this is a sure thing with Cooper Cup, best in the business this year. But at the same time, if you are the Bengals. Somehow, some way, even if it's sacrificing coverage on the other end for a little bit, don't you think, hey, number one mission, do whatever it takes to just limit this guy as much as humanly possible, even though time and time again, teams have failed doing even more, going all in on making sure Cooper Cup does not get easy access to whatever he wants to do on the field. Well, first of all, I had this as my second Wow. Pick that one. I also went over. Um, I don't think it matters, frankly, what they do, because I think Eli Apple's the main guy that's going to cover them. And even if he doesn't, the slot corners for Cincinnati aren't great, and that's mostly where Cup plays. Uh, The problem is, even if you stop him for, like, catching a five-yard slant, that five-yard slant's not a five-yard slant for Cooper Cup. He gets a bunch of yardage after catch. And the Bengals... DBs allow a bunch of yards after catch. So, I mean, everybody has tried to stop Cooper Cup, right? Everybody. The Niners had three chances to do it this year and couldn't do it in any of the games, right? So, and I know that this game happened in 2019, but the last time Cooper Cup faced the Bengals, keep in mind it was Jared Goff throwing him the ball. He had seven catches for 220 yards. So. I mean, yeah, it's a different DB core, but they couldn't even stop him then, and that was Jared Goff, not Stafford. So, There you go. I'm wondering if that'll be the only prop mention regarding Cooper Cup on the remainder of this podcast because, again, this guy has been the guy this year. So over what was it? The end line, 106 and a half? Okay, there you go. That's another prop right there that two of us had on the list, meaning that you may want to go bet that prop. So, Sells, we'll skip over you here since you just got matched, essentially. And for me, I'm going back to the field goals once again. (laughs) Okay, my next field goal. This is it. This is it for the field goals. And then we're going to have some fun. I'm assuring you of that. Will, and I... Talked about this on Alarm After Hours on Sirius XM over over the last two shows. Will both teams make a 33-yard or longer field goal? I am saying yes at minus 120. And that is because we've seen both of these field goal kickers make field goals over the last few weeks from 30-plus out. And McPherson, like we mentioned before, is a complete beast and since he is going to find a way to utilize him from long out i don't want to say that this is going to be done deal in the first half but i feel like i will have one of the two accomplished by the time we hit halftime one of those two kickers kicking at least a 33 yarder by the way mcpherson has already set the Bengals' uh club record for most 50 yard field goals made and he's only a rookie i mean I mean, there's a reason why my props are gearing towards this guy because he's just been outstanding. And that first prop I talked about over one and a half field goals, I just feel like is such a lock. So watch him get hurt in like the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, gotta, don't, don't put that juju out there. Come on. So, 
All right, he's so got, that is going to hope so- Matt Gay doesn't get a, a too long a one because when he come up short on a 47-yarder a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, he did. <laughs> He yeah, did. but a 33-yarder is only kicking from, like, the 14. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's so. got to get make sure they get him close to that. Yes, sir. That's for darn sure. What about you, Ryan? What is your next prop? I'm going to go – I know Tyler Higby is probably going to practice, and he, he might play, but after the NFC Championship game, I'm going Kendall Blanton anytime TD for plus 225. I just showed a lot. It was athletic. It was, look, I was like, where was this guy all year long? Uh, he, he made a good play. Uh, he, you know, the, the Stafford definitely trusted him, went to him on third down a lot. Uh, it's a pretty good return to come up with a touchdown at any point. Like you said, we're probably going to be all over Cup, all over Beckham as much as they can. Maybe this, uh, maybe this guy comes out and, and finds the end zone. The notes that we've received regarding Higby are that he's not going to be practicing. So if he does somehow suit up, he's going to be very cold and likely limited, Ryan. You might be on to something here, but the anytime touchdown, wolf, man, you could be getting like one red zone target. That's it. But hey, man, that could work itself out right there. I wanted to, I want to try to find one that was a little off the path for that one. No, that's good, man. That's good. It definitely beat my kicker ones. That's for <laughs> darn sure. All right, Sells, what is your next prop there? Well, your second prop matched Hallam's when, in regards to Cooper Cup over the 107 and a half receiving yards. So where are you going this time? So I've got a couple of uh, unders on wide receiver props. Do you want a sexier one or you want one that's probably a little more common? This is your role, man, whatever you, okay, sexy. Yes. All right, we're going to show a little leg. We're going to go with total receptions for Jamar Chase at five and a half. We're going under at plus 105. So, oh, you know, Jalen Ramsey has all but called out Jamar Chase and says, I want the best player on the, you know, I want to take the smoke. I want the best player on the opponent. So that's Jamar Chase in his mind. Ramsey's only allowed over five and a half receptions three times this year. Three times in 21 games. So not very good odds that the that even if, like, even if Jamar Chase catches five balls, they're still under the five and a half. Chase... Uh, has more than five and a half catches just eight times this year as well. So while he's been a huge play guy, he doesn't necessarily do it with a lot of catches. And T. Higgins has actually out-targeted and out-caught him in the last two games. So I'm going under five and a half catches for Jamar Chase. Wow. See, I was looking at a lot of Chase props as well, as we all should, because he's been dominant. But at the same time, there were a few things that I was worried about, and that was one of them. So I was thinking of doing that. I ended up going away and I ended up picking another Jamar Chase prop and that Jamar Chase prop that I picked. And this is another one that I picked on the alarm after hours contest that we're doing. And that's Jamar Chase, who was averaging about what, 18 yards per catch. His first reception will be over 11 yards. Now, I went back and did some research regarding this. So here is what we're looking at when it comes to his last number of games on his first reception. Two, 57, 11, two with no Burrow, 72, 17. Here's what my thought process is on what's going to happen in this game. I'm thinking that Burrow will probably try to go and target him first and won't hit him. Then He'll, for a little bit in the first quarter, look at more Boyd and Higgins, like you just mentioned, Sells, with Higgins getting targeted more than Chase. I then think 
by the time we hit towards the end of the first quarter, beginning or early second quarter, I'm feeling like Chase's first reception is going to be at least a 15-yard strike. That's kind of where I see this game going. That's what I see for Cincy's offense. And this one is a little bit more of a risky prop and will likely be out of, because we're doing confidence points to do it scoring style. It's probably going to be the one I give just one point to. I just, again, it's one of those things. It's a feeling and you got to go with the feel sometimes. And again, he's more downfield guy. I think they'll make the one connection. I'm not betting a touchdown, but I am taking a risk by betting the first reception. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly an an interesting one to bet. I think your read on it is probably pretty good that they're going to use some underneath passing to open it up a little bit, and Chase might catch a deeper uh, first pass. So, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I don't know if I was going to get into the weeds quite that much. Yeah, I kind of regret it from the alarm after hours contest. I'll be totally honest with you. I got sniped and... I was literally caught with hardly a backup plan, let's just say. So, yeah. And we have odds max that it can only – it could be the most juice is minus 150. That's that's what we put the, the stop gap at. So, all right, Ryan, you're up next, my friend. I mean, I'm sticking with what you guys are talking. I'm going T. Higgins over 71 and a half at that minus 114. He's got two straight games at over 90 yards. You all just said how much uh, they're going to use him to open it up for Jamar Chase. And, you know, C.J. Uzama, I know he says he's going to play, but there's no way he's going to be overly uh, effective. And I just feel like the way they've been using Higgins the last couple of weeks, that I think he can get over 71 and a half. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I'll give you the game preview that I just had come out for Fantasy Alarm has T. Higgins as the top play for the Bengals uh, because I think he's going to be – the guy that they lean on in the passing game, given the likely matchup between Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you're making, you know what? You're making me want to make a parlay with a couple of Higgins props in there. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I'm thinking for that. I'm trying to, you know what? This is cool though. It's a fun conversation. Cause now I'm kind of starting to think what my personal bets are going to be, what I'm going to put the most prioritization on. And that McPherson one is still top charts for me. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'm really excited about that one. I saw that and I was just like, I started growing hair back on the top of my head. I was so excited all of a sudden. So how I'm taking T Higgins over in the receiving yards. Let's go back to you, Matt Sells. What is your next under? So my next under also goes with a wide receiver, but it's going to be for the Rams. I'm going under five and a half receptions for Odell Beckham Jr. It's at minus 150. So... Kind of, uh, you know, it's right up against that juice limit that you put on the uh, alarm after hours. But in 11 games with the Rams, he's been under five and a half catches in eight of them. Wow. Not and, by the way, with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback with the Browns, granted it's Baker Mayfield, but against the Bengals in five games, uh, he's averaged 3.8 catches per game, and that's as the focus of the passing attack. Uh, for the Browns so and the Bengals are only allowing less than 13 catches a game to wide receivers this year now they're allowing more than that receiving wise but a lot of those are going to tight ends and running backs so if you expect Cooper Cup to take up a bulk of those receptions it doesn't leave a whole lot for OBJ to uh, go and get 
I, I, and I'm with you. And I, I've been reading some stuff, and I see a lot. Oh, well, he's been back to his elite self since coming to the Rams. Yeah, he had a big game last week against the 49ers. I'm not going to deny that. But if you look previous, I mean, he caught a bunch of touchdowns, but he had a lot of pretty mundane stat lines. I mean, from week 15, I'm just going from week 15. One catch for seven yards, four catches, 37 yards, five catches, 39 yards, two catches, 18 yards, four for 54. I, if he didn't score touchdowns in all those games, and granted, of course, it was six in the last 10 games or whatever, which is great. I don't think he's been all that great, <laughs> at least not from a fantasy perspective. So I'm not sure what – I think five and a half is a lot, too. I mean, he's, he's – I mean, he's, that would be why it's a minus 150. Yeah. I mean, that's – he's – I think this is a perfect situation for him, and I don't think he'll be there next year. But I think he needs to be on a team where he's not the main guy. I think, And that is when he is going to be better. Because I don't think he's good enough to be the main guy. But with Cooper Cup taking up all the, the space, he's still just kind of been okay. So five and a half does seem a little high for me, too. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'll say this. John and Pemba in this contest did take the anytime touchdown happening for Odell. That's a good junior. So he took that, which I was looking at today. But again, kind of like with what you were saying, Ryan, when I was looking at it earlier, I wasn't that excited about it. So I just, again, I, I stayed away. It's a better bet than over five and a half receptions. But yeah, I don't, it's, not, it's not a lock. He's got one in the last four weeks. All right. Here comes, again, we didn't put an odds limit in this discussion. So I'll say this. Maybe the biggest lock of the Super Bowl right here. It's at minus 380. Over eight and a half songs played during the halftime show. Five performers, a good mixer and producer, Dr. Dre, meaning you can have 10 seconds of a few songs. And guess what? That counts over eight and a half. It would be the biggest disappointment going if it was eight songs or fewer between what? The five performers, no chance in hell hammer that over eight and a half songs, Hallam. Yeah, and the Super Bowl halftime show has also kind of been known for like little compilations where they do a minute of one song and read it into another one. So yeah, between that fact and the fact that there's so many of them up there, I, I think you got a good pick there. There we go. What about you, Mr. Sells? So I'm going to round it out here. If my math is correct, that's this is my fifth. Oh, round. did I skip Hallam? My bad. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Go with Matt. All right, so, so well, I'll just round out my props. I'm not saying the whole end of the thing. Uh, so I'll round out my props with, um, and I'm not sure the odds on this, but what will Eminem's first song be? I'm going with Rap God, because um, he's going to want to prove that he, like, you know, you got some laid back other guys up there. He's going to want to pick up the pace some and still prove that even at his older age, he can still bring it. So I'm going to go. Uh, with Rap God for first song by Eminem. I love Eminem so much. And it's just, I mean, when was the last time anyone has seen him perform live? I feel like it's got to be like, do you know who this guy is? Hi, my name is. See, I was torn between Real Slim Shady and Rap God, but I think he's going to want to bring it and and kick it off with. Yeah, or they could do is, is there Slim Shady in the house? And it's like, Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Right, and then you get credit for that, even though it's only one line. So. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. That would be great. I can't wait to see Eminem. Ryan, you an Eminem guy? Oh, yeah. I, I don't have everything memorized, but definitely uh, of, of the rap guys, one I definitely like. 
What about you, Ryan? What is, I believe, number four for you now in your props? I have uh, the longest rush by Matthew Stafford is five and a half, and I am taking the under on that. Uh, He had 14 games where he didn't even have five yards rushing, including five or six where he was in the negative. So, uh, boy, I find it hard to believe that Matthew Stafford's going to rumble for a six-yard run. I, you know what? I'm fine with that. Exciting? No. But like you said, has he done it? No. So how I'm betting that one right there. So I have at this point one left cells. Are you completely done? Or are you? Uh, I point? can come up with another one. Okay. So Hallam took one of, you know, we, we shared one. There that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. So then let me give my next one here. Okay. And this one I think is as good as locked in too, guys. And that is that prop is the national anthem over 98 seconds, okay? So 98 seconds equates to one minute and 38 seconds. So Right, Cells? Yes. Okay, so with that, the last time that it has gone under that number or that number or below was back in Kelly Clarkson in Super Bowl Forty Six. It has been over so many times. I feel like a lot of people want to elongate it a little bit. And you know what? I think that the national anthem is going to be over that 98-second mark. I'm actually going to take the under. What? Wow. Yeah, it's Mickey Guyton singing the national anthem. I don't think she's going to elongate notes. I don't think she's going to do frilly stuff. Um, She's been you know, very excited to do this, but I think a little bit of the nerves are going to kick in and she's going to speed through the beginning of it. And if you speed through any part of it, then you stand a pretty decent shot at going under. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do that. Also, uh, our former colleague, Jen Piacenti, has a tweet out where she practiced this and was able to get it under 98 seconds a couple of times. Um, so I'm going to take the under, actually. Wow. All right. We'll see. You know that at least the final few notes are going to be elongated. You realize that? I don't know that they will. Like Mickey Guyton's not a not not one to elongate notes. Like a you know certainly not like a Whitney Houston. Yeah. What do you think, Helm? I think this is a. I can't believe you guys are analyzing it this much or have know what this. I don't even know who that is. She's a uh, nor do I know if they elongate notes, and I don't even know if Mickey Guyton is a man or a woman based on the she's name. A country, she's a country singer. So I have no idea, and I, I'm just sitting over here flabbergasted. But Ryan, what's your final? <laughs> 98 seconds does seem a little low, I, I'll say that, but I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I was a little surprised at this one. Aaron Donald over, uh, over under half a sack was minus 240 uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. I mean... I don't know if it's a huge return, but shit, it seems pretty. I, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to be in Burrow's pocket an awful lot. So he'll at least get one sack. I think so. Okay. So there we go, guys. That is what we're looking at here. When it comes to props, you've got Sells looking at Sony Michelle over 16 and a half rushing yards. You also have Sells on, and Ryan Hallam, by the way, on the Cooper Cup over 107.5 receiving yards. We are looking on Westgate for most of these and other places for the more fun props. 
Then you have with Purcells, the under five and a half receptions for Jamar Chase and under five and a half for Odell Beckham Jr. And then he thinks Rap God will be Eminem's first song. As for Ryan, Ryan, besides the Cooper Cup, over 107 and a half receiving yards. He has Kendall Blanton anytime touchdown. He has T. Higgins over 71 and a half receiving yards. And then he also has the longest rush for Matthew Stafford, five and a half. He has the under on that. And then Aaron Donald over a half a sack. I have Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals made. And then I have, will both teams make at least a 33-yard field goal attempt? Yes, minus 120. I have the over eight and a half songs for the halftime show. That's minus 380, so not going to get a great return, but we should be able to pick up the W. Then I have this risky one in the first reception for Jamar Chase being over 11 and a half yards at minus 110. And then I have the national anthem over 98 seconds. It's only been that length, Matt Sells, one time in a very, very long time, my friend. So we'll see who's right. Let's go to the family table quickly, guys, and let's talk about anything we want. That's what our chances to bring what we want to the table. Let's start with you, Mr. Howland. Oh, as always, I'm going with my crazy Twitter stuff. So uh, we have the Best Saturday Night Live character tournament going currently. And uh, I'm going to tweet out later for the first time for the new season of Survivors, already less than a month away. So if you're interested in uh, playing Fantasy Survivor, hit me up at Fighting Chance on Twitter. And my dog is uh, doing God knows what over there. Your dog's interested, man. (laughs) Your dog knows who the champ is, the defending champion in Fantasy Survivor. And, right, you haven't done another season without me yet, right? No, this is the next nice. one starts uh, March 9th. I think a month from today, actually. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. What about you, Selzy? What are you bringing to the table? Uh, what I'm bringing to the table is that we're going to have a free view for the Daytona 500 NASCAR weekend. So everything we put out that weekend will be free as long as you're logged into the site. Um, and then you should sign up for the NASCAR package for this year. We crushed it last year. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm nominated as a finalist for the FSWA Racing Writer of the Year yeah, buddy. the third time. Uh, hopefully finding out soon if uh, who the winners are for that one. We also have a few other FA guys nominated for some other stuff, so that's that's pretty sweet. Um, but, you know, sign up now for the package. If you use promo code NASCAR Pro, you'll take 30% off that price. Or... Uh, if you want to be a new follower of mine on Twitter, I'll get you a promo code that takes 50% off the package. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm bringing. We got NASCAR content starting to flow. Uh, once again, next week for the Daytona 500, we got podcasts every week, track breakdowns, rankings, projections, lineup generator, playbooks, example lineups for truck, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. So we got you fully covered for all three series every weekend. You can follow Matt Sells on Twitter at The Sellsman. You can follow Ryan Hallam on Twitter at Fighting Chance. And you can follow me at Fence Sports. And I'm just bringing a big dose of thank yous to everybody out there celebrating my 35th birthday. And all of you were just so kind, including you guys both hitting me up. And Ryan, you sent that nice tweet out. That was great. And Sells, you messaging me. I really appreciate you guys. And when we say that Fantasy Alarm is a family, especially with our staff, we really do treat it as such. We all try to be there for each other, just like we try to be there for all of you. When we get down, we try to lift each other up. That's what we're all about. And even when you're getting older and like me, getting a little bit bolder and fatter, then you know what? 
it's always good to feel appreciated by great friends in the process as you're turning 35. And all of you there in the Fantasy Alarm family were just so generous to me and all our subscribers. So thank you very much. And that is exactly what I wanted to just make sure I put out there. So for Ryan Hallam, Matt Sells, I'm Justin Fenster. Very quickly, guys, very quickly, who is winning the Super Bowl? Sells. I have Rams 27, Bengals 21. Hallam, who's winning the Super Bowl? Uh, Rams 28, Bengals 24. That's where I was looking to. I was leading 28-24. The Rams line, by the way, is minus four and a half for the Rams. Yeah. Ooh, so Who we'll are see. technically not the home team for whatever yep. it matters. They're technically the away team, but they're playing at SoFi Stadium. So there, should, there shouldn't be a home and away for Super I think it's. I think it's just for it's, uniform sake and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, uniform sake, it's for scoreboard sake, and it's who gets to call the coin toss. Yep. So. We're, next week, I am actually going to be doing the show while these guys are out in Vegas for the FSGA conference, our industry conference. So maybe I'll be able to send Sells a message and he can give me a few little Daytona notes that I could give you there. But I'll be doing it, maybe bringing on another family member. You got to tune in next week to find out. It's the Family Times podcast. We always dominate together. No other option. We will win.